We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, how are you doing, my friend? Jimmy Dean, love your sausage, baby. How we doing? Coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. A little feedback on that mic. I'm a little too close, thinking it likes me all that much. It doesn't. Uh, (laughs) You know, life is good, man. Uh, If you just drink heavily, uh, self-medicate, whatever you got to do to get Mm -hmm. through uh this early stretch of the season you know <laughs> life is good we're uh yeah we're getting to that point where you know the concern is mounting i would say sure i am not at the point where i'm like the season is lost fire everybody but i am i am certainly not where we want to be and every day that it passes without sporting kc getting in better form i am getting more and more concerned so well for starters we appreciate whoever's listening to this right now thanks for being here Mm-hmm. because it's you not might fun. not you might not care to even talk about soccer right now you might be like mm, i'm gonna try to get into nba because the playoffs are on so <laughs> mls can take a back seat right now and i you know some people wouldn't blame you if you're in kc you know royals no. maybe you're on the royals train i well i got usc spring football game on saturday i'm looking forward to that oh you got that no, the you afternoon on, it's on tv or something it's, it's on the only one this year on espn oh why is that are they supposed to be good or something uh, you know, a little coach got hired there and it's, uh, you know, a little big deal. How so. little? Like, is he like like a tiny man? <laughs> He's physically tiny. He's smaller than our last coach physically. But, you oh. know, <laughs> uh, Kirk Herbstreit's <laughs> going to be out there calling it. I'm excited, man. This is the first okay. time in like seven years I've been excited for USC football. So, well, isn't it just a scrimmage? Yeah, but it's Lincoln Riley and we got our Caleb Williams, our new quarterback. And I just, you know. So you're talking like, pac 12 stuff and anyone listening is like no people know that is people know lincoln riley because he came from oklahoma big 12 football yeah but no one cares about oklahoma around here you know we don't try to get into that (laughs) (laughs) i forgot you're an you're an sec fan excuse me i'm sorry oh no i go big 12 first but i definitely don't care about oklahoma (laughs) okay okay well um we got lots to talk about this week um but first if you have not yet left us a five-star rating and review please go ahead and do so. Uh, we will read your review on air if you leave it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you to everybody who's left one already. Uh, thanks to everyone who's left a rating on Spotify. 
we appreciate all of you and uh, Spotify care. <laughs> and uh, it helps us get found by other people. So we really do appreciate all of you who have taken time out of your busy day to, uh, to, to go in there and, and leave that review. So let's jump begrudgingly into talking about this game against LAFC. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, a little Easter, a little, uh, <laughs> a little pizza Easter soccer. Crust, pizza crust has risen and all that. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I made pizza. I always do on Easter. It's kind of a thing I do. Did I tell you about the joke I almost told on Good Friday at work that probably wouldn't have gotten me fired, but wouldn't have got wouldn't have ended well? Yeah, you never want to tell that stuff, but you, you did not know. Is it repeatable on here? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I think. Um, <laughs> we're working on Friday and we're having a call with a, a consultant who's helping us work on a project, a, like a system implementation. And, and they were like, are you guys working? It's, it's good Friday. And, and our head of HR is on the call, which I didn't know people got good Friday off, but apparently some people do. Our head, no. head of HR, uh, was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're working. She was like, but a lot of people took, took today off. She was like, you know, only the diehards are in the office, which my first thought was phrasing, uh, considering what, what, uh, good Friday is. But when she said only the diehards are in the office, immediately after I thought phrasing, the first phrase I wanted to blurt out was Jesus died hard today. Oh, boy. Is that what Good Friday means? Like, Jesus yeah, that's did the day die he was on... actually crucified. And then three okay. days later on Easter is when he rose. Bro, that's, a, that's a bad Friday. Like, that is, not, <laughs> that is not good. I don't know why it got named that. You said three days later on Easter? Why yeah. Easter changes... All the damn time, by the way. We had Easter at the end of March one year. Well, you know, and I'm like, I don't have my, my Easter bunnies in March. I there's a whole that. calendar where they determine when Easter is yeah, every year. But like yeah. the Mayans and all that. It's weird. Yep, it's based on the Mayan calendar. That's how it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, my first thought is I wanted to be like, Jesus died hard today. Self-censored that. But I was like, I felt like it was a really good joke. So I, I messaged my boss and I was like, I have a great joke that probably could have gotten me fired. And he was like, let's hear it. So Let's I told hear him, it. I won't fire you. <laughs> I told him, he was like, first off, it's hilarious. Second, I'm glad he didn't say it on the call. Yep. So good job. <laughs> oh boy. Anywho, it's nice to have a boss like that, though, that you can run things by. I, I had a guy uh, uh, in Chicago at the bank and I could always run things by him. And he's like, tell me you didn't say that to a customer. I'm like, I yeah. didn't. That's why I'm saying it to you. You would like my <laughs> boss because my boss is a big WWE fan. Oh, no kidding. So he'll come into the office talking about God knows what. And I'll be like, I know some of these words. <laughs> I know. I know some of these people. That's interesting. Yeah. So the, the people who haven't been fired. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know we had a little Easter soccer. I, uh, I didn't get to watch all the game live. I did go back and watch it after. But, you know, I was eating some good Easter ham and some some mac and cheese and whatnot with the family. But uh, did you come in and watch any of it live? Yeah, I watched. Uh, oh, unfortunately, you. <laughs> unfortunately, much of the second half I watched live. Oh, that's terrible. That's yeah. that's a bad time. Yeah, it was first not half great. you could just end it at halftime and be like, "Great game." Yeah, I'll take good. a draw, even if yep. the first goal. Wish we didn't give it up. Um, it was a bummer because I checked the score at like the thirty-minute mark, and I was like, "Holy crap, we're winning!" And then uh, I checked the, the score bummer, at halftime, and I was like, "Oh no!" Big bummer is we didn't technically score a goal. It's it's dumb. I mean, I get yeah. it because the shot wasn't actually on frame. It was a and, pass but it was back. deflected, and yeah. I don't. It was crazy. But we'll we'll talk about it. My so this was an interesting lineup because I think we all kind of assumed 
that Kyrie Shelton was not going to be starting this game based off of Peter's postgame comments uh, a week ago. I think we all just thought yeah. he was talking about Kyrie. So who and, was he talking about? Uh, I don't, I mean. Because everyone started. Well, Janis started at the number 10, which is sure. a little different. That was the only real change in terms of personnel. Now, I'm, I'm, I have something for, for some of the people in our, our mentions on Twitter who's like, why won't Peter ever change the formation? Newsflash, he's played like three different formations in the first eight games this year, including this game. He did not play a 4-3-3. He did a double pivot. It was more of a 4-2-3-1. So please stop with the why does Peter not ever play anything other than the 4-3-3. He's actually playing some different formations here. So Yeah, well, you know, we only know whatever the TV tells us that that he's playing. You know what I mean? So when the TV lineup flashes 4-3-3, it's like that's what we assume is happening. And ESPN doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't care about soccer. He actually had Voltaire and Espinoza kind of playing in a double pivot, almost as two sort of defensive midfielders. Uh, they, I mean, they would work their way up a little bit, but it was, you know, people have been asking for a double pivot from PV for a long time with those two defensive midfielders. And, and he kind of had Johnny's almost playing underneath as a second striker with Johnny and Daniel on the wings and then uh, Kyrie Shelton up top. So credit, I guess, for trying something different. Um, I hated seeing our our wonderful uh, Catalonian friend Ilya Sanchez in black and gold. That hurt my heart a little bit. That was that was rough, man. That was rough to see. Uh, it's always rough to see Latif out there too. That's starting to be a little more normal for mm-hmm. me because it's been a couple of years. But mm-hmm. seeing Ilya there and uh, man, they're just playing good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, LA coming into this game, you know, one of the better teams in the Western Conference. They had a down year last year, obviously. But LAFC is always going to be good, you know, most years. Uh, We knew this would be a tough game. I think if we could have come out of that game with a draw, we would have been very happy. But lineup doesn't change maybe as much as we thought. What did you think when you saw that lineup? Were you you surprised? Were you kind of bummed that we didn't see more? I think a lot of people are are wanting to see more changes in the lineup, and, and, and those calls are only getting louder. Yeah, I wasn't bummed, but I mean, I was surprised. I, I was like, oh, you know, he, he the way he was talking sounded like heads will roll. You know, you will not be <laughs> seeing these people again. They right. they are going to get Jose Maury right out of here, you know, and, just, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 if you watch Yellowstone, he was going to take him to the train station. You know what I mean? So yeah. it means uh, but nothing happened. And I was like, oh. So you didn't mean any of that. Like you just, you just mad. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, you know, it is a bummer because, um, you know, what take to the train station means. I don't watch Yellowstone. It means kill. I'm him. not a 57 year old white. It means male. kill him. Uh, <laughs> relax. I wear cowboy hats now and chew on toothpicks and I love it. <laughs> um, anywho, the, the, I don't know this game. I think people wanted to see, especially Kyrie out, and we'll talk more about Kyrie. I think his leash is maybe all but gone now with the fan base. Um, if it wasn't already before this game, a lot of people wanted yeah. to see Voinovich in there. People um, are mad. Calls will only get louder. The game started off uh, as they often do with a Roger Espinosa yellow card in the sixth minute. So that didn't get things off to the best start. Uh, but in the 38th minute, uh, we did have – I guess the best play of the game for Sporting Kansas City. It started with a turnover in the midfield. Uh, Johnny Russell took the ball all the way down the right side of the field, as he has been known to do. Uh, Made a couple of LAFC defenders look a little silly. 
And at first on the broadcast, if you're watching this, you're like, holy shit, how did he thread that one at that angle? It looked like he just placed the ball just inside the far post. Yeah. And, and I don't know how he did it. And then you see the replay and then you see it classified as an own goal. And you're like, ah, oh, okay, I get it. I think it was actually a cutback pass. So maybe a little bit lucky there, but a goal's a goal, right? Yeah, you take it and he and it doesn't matter, dude. Like it's a hustle play. He mm-hmm. created that. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's an own goal. He drove more than half the length of the field. And and ultimately it's it worked in our favor. So yeah. I I was happy, man. I was like, oh my God, there's no way we're leading right now. You know, the booze are raining <laughs> down. LAFC, there I haven't been to a game there yet, but man, I want to. Oh, their cool. fan base is redonkulous like mm-hmm. they are they are bouncing around side to side you see what i'm doing you <laughs> yep. see what i'm doing they're yep. like very motion of the ocean uh just a bunch of people with tourettes it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then i heard someone someone right on the broadcast fuck you kansas city and i'm like okay all yeah. right not not sure what we did <laughs> there you go yeah the stadium's gorgeous it's a really cool place i've been to a couple games there i think they're the 3652 they call themselves the yeah what's that mean that's the number of seats in the section, I think. Oh, okay. So that's original. Right that's, on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's better than calling themselves like the black and golds or something like that. I don't know. I mean, but, I guess it is better than that, but I just thought like the bumblebees. Mr. 305. You know, I just <laughs> you know, we got zip codes and stuff. I don't know. Three six one nine. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they'd be, it'd be the three one oh, because that's the LA area code. Is it? Okay. Uh, yeah. But that's where my my area code is. Um, But, hey, man, look, this was, I guess, arguably the most creative attacking play. Not even arguably, empirically. The most creative attacking play Sporting KC had all game, and it ended up being an own goal. Uh, But I think it's been so frustrating because SKC has not scored more than one goal this year, and it's because there has been just no creativity, no spark in the offense. And Kyrie love him or hate him and a lot of people hate him right now at least as a a player on the field he doesn't tend to bring that creative spark he can take up I mean y'all have heard me talk about the the advantages of Kyrie before now he's not doing those things really very well this year so there's not a lot of advantages to Kyrie on the field right now so I'm all for trying something different but there's nobody bringing that creative spark to the attack especially with Gotti Kinda out uh and and Johnny kind of took it upon himself to try to do something and, and so that was the only thing that ended in any sort of positive chance on goal, I guess. I, I don't know, like, when Gotti Keane is healthy, I, I don't know what kind of difference he makes in this current form that we're in. Um, right. But it, it definitely would be a spark, you know, to add into this, uh, this team, you know. Yeah, and if I look, I've said before that I think the midfield's a big problem. I have sort of, at this point... I don't think there, and we can talk about this more after we, we go through the rest of the game, but I don't think there's any one like, oh, that's the problem with SKC. You can't boil it down to one thing. Peter says right. mentality, and mentality might be the most overarching thing. But honestly, I think what the issue is, and this is almost the hardest to solve, is I think there are numerous mild to moderate problems with this team, flaws with this team that have stacked on top of each other so much that it's not as simple as, oh, just take Kyrie out and put Voinovich in. It's not as simple as, oh, just take uh, Gotti and put him in. 
or take Zussi out and put him in because that's been more and more people have been saying we, we got to find a place a, a replacement for Zussi or Roger eh, but now Zussi comes out and has great games and everyone shuts their mouths you know what <laughs> well, I mean so it's like let's calm down he did get picked on a little bit in the LAFC game at least they kept going at him sure but the so, previous game he had a great game and it's like yeah. he's not the issue there so relax there's just a lot of problems and I do think the overarching consistent thing is mentality it's just this team looks so hesitant and so scared like people aren't taking that last attacking chance they're not driving forward on the fast break I mean Johnny did in that one and it in a goal but how many times have we seen on the counter this year sporting's been flying down the field and then they pull up and pass it back and suddenly the defense has a chance to reset and we're like we just gave up our advantage what are we doing yeah so or defensively nobody steps up to close down an offensive player and we let off a wide open shot or we can't close down and find the guy on a set piece. I'll tell you one thing that I liked to see and all you sportsmanship sallies out there are going to be like, no, Daniel, that is wrong. But I loved when LAFC had a player down and there was no foul called Mm -hmm. sporting went, they, Mm -hmm. they pushed it and the crowd booed so bad, dude, they let him have it. I know. And (laughs) even the announcers were like, sporting has no obligation to stop there. Absolutely. Play on. And I, it just brought me back to the, the KU national championship game where North Carolina had a guy down and, and KU did hold up play. So referee could stop. And I was like, you're not winning by a lot, uh, Kansas. Why would you do that? (laughs) That one was different different right and that's just me and i'm like wow am i just a dick that's like rip their heads off stop on their throats you know because i think uh even you know bill self was like what he kind of was looking confused like oh like what are we doing and (laughs) what are you doing you're gonna you're gonna invite him out to the park later like let's go there's no friends here all right and i loved that mentality from skc man they they weren't there to just play a game of patty cake they wanted to play this game they wanted to win yeah, at this point, like especially if mentality is your biggest or one of your biggest problems, you kind of got to take it every opportunity you have. And and sometimes yeah. if a player goes down, if the ref's not going to call it a foul, as long as it's not a head injury, you got to keep pushing. Like, yeah, there's sportsmanship at times, but when you're in the situation sporting K season right now, two wins through your first seven games, you're just trying to get anything you can. Absolutely. Hell yeah. You keep pushing. Try to take advantage. Yeah, man. So unfortunately even though the first half overall went pretty well for sporting kc comes down to those damn set pieces again yeah set pieces in the 43rd minute when this one was taken um and it almost was a wonder strike from the set piece i mean it bounced off the post um probably could have been a goal right there but then they almost got a second opportunity at at a set piece the way it was set up basically was was just another set piece again and mamadou fall the defender for LAFC jumps way above every other person on the field um, and just gets basically a free header that Logan and Denbe just has no opportunity to uh, to defend. And then Christian Arango has a free header with nobody guarding him from about three feet off the goal line. He kind of split in between EC and Roger. Don't know who was supposed to get him, but neither of them picked him up. And it was the world's easiest header. And suddenly now it's a tie game and everything we've worked for in the first half kind of out the window. Sure felt that way. It was like, wow, this is, this is rough, man. That You're feeling good. And then, you know, get knocked back down to reality. And here we are. Yeah. 
Hey, Part of a me, cool stat though. I'm not sure if you heard that we are the only team that has beaten LAFC at home mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. We gave them the cool. first loss at home too. Right. And I was like, Oh wow. We did that to Atlanta. Like we got some pretty bad memories in these people's minds. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. We beat the galaxy was lots on at home. Like we, we can do right. some damage on the road when we're firing on all cylinders. We just clearly are not this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know who is most at fault here. Like I said, there's a big part of me that wants to say it's EC and, and there's some calls for EC to maybe get, get benched here. I don't know. Um, but Arango Rogers kind of running with him. Roger turns and looks like he's covering his spot on the six yard line. EC is the one who's kind of a little bit late to react, gets turned around, and Arango stands right at that spot that EC probably should be at, at that back post, and, and just taps it in. Like I said, I mean, I could have been standing there and tapped that in for a goal, and uh, nobody would have been able to stop me. That's how wide open he was. So yeah. set pieces, man. What is it about set pieces that Sporting KC cannot figure out? It doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. I think uh... – you know, I think it was Matt Doyle on extra time that was talking about how man marking just does not work in the on sporting and how it needs to be zonal and whatnot. Are you sure it was it flipped? I don't think it was flipped, but because uh, I think we're, we've been doing zonal marking for most well, of the year. Here's another. Here's a little side note about extra time. They did come in and tell Austin FC supporters like, hold on, it's April. Why are you acting like you've won the championship? You know what I mean? Like, let's calm down. Stop throwing parades. And I'm like, if listen here, Andrew Weeby, I love you to death. But if you're going to say that to Austin, then I think you have to say that to teams like Sporting Kansas City in the sense of it's April. Relax. Don't sell all your stock yet. Things can get better. Did you see uh, Extra Time's tweet? late on on tuesday when they're like okay austin fans tell us why you know despite the soft schedule your start's legit and that just made austin fans even more mad yeah i mean they dude we know how they come at like they come at us for some reason like (laughs) no reason and they do it every year and we stop we stop engaging it's the same three people and uh (laughs) it's it's just annoying and uh i'm like okay congrats Uh, atlanta supporters are no longer the worst you did you've done it congratulations overtaken Yes, here's a brownie of arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the half, 1-1. It's a bummer, but at least, okay. Reset. You gave up a set-piece goal. Don't give up anymore. And just let's get let's get out of here with, with the points, <laughs> at least. Let's hit the road, yeah. And then uh, first 25 minutes or so, getting through. And then it's it's the 70th minute. And honestly, there's not much that can be done here. Um, Ishmael Tajori Shroudi uh, from way outside the box off of his left foot first time. I mean, there's really nothing Tim Melia can do here. I guess you can maybe say Tim is a little bit far off his line, but Tim doesn't expect this type of a shot. First touch. Zussi gets beat, I guess, if you want to criticize anybody here. But this is just a world-class shot volley off of his left foot first time. The ball's curling, knuckleball. What are you going to do? No one got beat, really. I mean, this was just – he was contested. Dude, he was contested. He didn't have an open shot by any means. It was not an easy shot. He had two people no. on him. Yeah, so he took – he just hit it. And and to obvious, any goalkeeper is not going to be expecting him to shoot from there. 
like that's a you know very low percentage chance of going in and it happened and i'm sure tim was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> I, I guarantee mean, it <laughs> you could have to jury shradi take that shot a hundred times and that's probably the one time that goes in i mean what what a hit right like i mean you got that has that's perfect placement on your foot and and the follow-through like i don't even know how you could replicate that it's got to be goal of the week it could honestly be a candidate for goal of the year i mean it takes skill to do that yeah it was impressive it was you know and and he he gosh he he went from new york city fc to Mm -hmm. los angeles fc like Mm -hmm. what a couple great teams to to be between right it's not bad yeah so i don't know it's um that that felt like it just kind of took the wind out of the sails for sporting casey like they really didn't have much much chance after that and then you know in in the 78th minute lafc they're just working the ball through the midfield fontas steps way up and just makes a mess of a challenge that that sort of leaves an lafc uh, player wide open and then Voltaire gets turned around and Denbe doesn't really close. EC feels like he should have probably stepped up a little more than he did. Didn't make much of an effort to stop this. Tim gets beat. Suddenly it's three, one in the 78th minute. And uh, yeah, that kind of, that was it. Yeah. So, that hurts. I don't really That's know. That's the game. I, part of me wonders if Peter at that moment told Volder, Hey, get ready. You're coming in. Cause he was pissed at Fontas for stepping up in the effort there. Because yeah. it was, it's a little surprising when you're down three-one. You don't often have a center back that pulled, especially with four minutes left in the game. Part of me wonders if he was making a statement. That is definitely a statement substitution. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're gonna maybe not see Fontas for a bit. We might see a Vold or EC pairing. But yeah, maybe. It's uh, especially when you combine that with some quotes that Peter said on Tuesday. At his press conference. Now, Peter, we all know Peter was a defender, so he takes his defending very seriously. But this is a this is a quote straight from head coach Peter Vermees uh, at a press conference on Tuesday. He said, "Quote: You don't have to have a lot a, t- a lot of talent to play as a defender. I don't mean that disrespectfully to defenders. To be good, what you have to have a really strong, tough mentality, physically and mentally." And right now we're coming up short on both sides of that. Well, so if I'm physical, which I am and mentally, and I'm smart, which I am, dude, why am I not playing in MLS? Like, seems like I'd be really good. (laughs) Apparently that was part of an answer uh, to um, dad bell from the blue Testament. He was at, uh, he asked Peter uh, whether he felt that the team was starting to round into a little bit more of a form after some good spells against Nashville and LAFC, good, good halves. And and Peter just kind of moved immediately into, well, you don't need a lot of talent to be a defender, but our defenders are not playing well because they don't have a strong physical and mental mentality. So. But is he also implying that our defenders aren't talented? No, I think he thinks that they are talented, but he's saying that like the t- talent alone is not going to get okay. you where you need to be. Cause I think we both know, EC is very physically gifted. He's very talented. Fontas is very physically gifted. He's very talented. Fontas was arguably best defender of the year last year across MLS. Right. Uh, But something is not working right now. And clearly Peter thinks defense is a significant problem. Um, He was asked about 
the offense not scoring more than one goal in any game this season. Yeah. And his answer to that was one goal should be enough. Our mentality and defending and playing on every roll of the ball is just not there and it has to be better. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, we're scoring, we're, we're scoring, we're finding ways to get a goal, Ish, but defense yeah. <laughs> isn't holding it, holding them out. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's tough. It's tough. It really is. And, but our, our forwards, are, I mean, where's like shallow. He's not scoring. Daniel Shelton's not doing what, uh, Daniel Shelton, Kyrie Shelton's not doing <laughs> what, uh, what number nine should do. You know, it's, it's, it's different right now, man. And I, I think, gosh, I don't know, man. Is there like some summer transfers coming our way or, or what, you know? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, Ali Trost said her main takeaway from, from the media availability was that Peter Vermees sees the lack of a strong defensive mentality as one of their biggest roadblocks to finding success on the field, um, which is interesting. I, I do, you know, think that we're probably going to see some change there. But Mike Kuhn at down the byline on Twitter, you know, in response to Peter saying one goal should be enough, he had this stat. And I think this is also worth pointing out because I don't think the offense can be absolved of responsibility here. In the last 45 games across all competitions since the start of the 2021 season, Sport and KC have won just twice while scoring only one goal. And those both happened this year. So historically, over the last year and a half, one goal has not been enough for Sporting KC to win a game. Yeah, so that his statement on that one goal should be enough. It it it's really not. You know what I mean? It's like even all last season, it was like if we scored two or more goals, we most likely won the game. Right. Like that just is what it is. So. And Johnny and Daniel are both very capable of scoring goals. They're oh, just. Yeah. It, this is what I kind of meant. I think when I was like, it feels like there are a series of mild to moderate problems with the team in a lot of different areas that have stacked up to basically create something that almost feels insurmountable. And that's why when you look at the fans online, you're seeing all sorts of takes. You can see them in the questions we got. We have some people saying fire Vermees. We have some people saying you keep Vermees, but he can only be technical director or he can only be coach. He can't be both. You have other people saying, get Zussi and Roger the hell out of here. You have other people who are saying, get Shelton the hell out of here. Like, nobody has a consistent answer. Dude, they, this for me stuff, like, extra time only wants to talk about us when we're down or when we're negative, right? <laughs> they actually spent some time on sporting this week. It was crazy. And they're like, you don't want to fire Vermees. Like, he's the one who got you where you are. This club this has been built, the success, like – you guys are having one early start, early bad start. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, relax. You don't want to fire your coach because who the hell comes in? That's insane. I think people still have residual leftover feelings from 2019, which was the <clears> first year in whatever it was, eight or nine years that we didn't make the playoffs. That was, and we had people in that season being like, fire over me. And we were like, calm down. Sure. It's literally the first time in eight years we haven't made the playoffs. And Pro so. Rail. <laughs> I think the people who are yelling at then are yelling at now, but look at, look, San Jose, they just fired Matthias Almeida. They yeah. basically have punted on this season now, because no matter what happens, you know, you're, you're yeah. not, you're, and he, it's not even the same situation because Almeida was the coach. Vermees has his fingerprints on every single aspect of this club. Oh, he's busy. Sporting Kansas city too is built in the image of Peter Vermees. This roster is built in the image of Peter Vermees. That's why I laugh when people are like, make him technical director, but take coach away from him or vice versa. I'm like, 
that's not going to change anything. That's going to, that, that's going to, the same philosophy will be there, but you're right. Firing Vermees now would set off a multi, multi-year rebuilding process because you'd have to basically tear down the entire club infrastructure and rebuild it because, and, and you can have reasonable debates as to whether one person having that much control is good or bad, but historically for Kansas city, it's been pretty good. So exactly. It's just not Let's just pump those brakes, man. That's crazy. I think Vermees his seat is probably a little warmer than he thought it would be or any of us thought it would be at this point in the season, but I can't see any way that he reasonably or feasibly gets fired before the end of the season or even after the season, unless it just goes so far down the tank that there starts being infighting in the locker room and the players give up on him. And, you know, like, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. It's so. interesting, man. Like there, there, there will be a change and no one's more critical on him than him most likely. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he's not on Twitter. Listen to all you dum-dums talk bad about him. You know what I mean? It's uh yeah. Or maybe he is. I mean, Sam McDowell apparently still covers sporting KC occasionally. And he wrote an article uh, where he talked to Peter Vermees and, and Peter was like, yeah, a lot of this starts with, with me as, as the coach in terms of creating the mentality. I think Peter was hoping Hey, maybe Peter listened to me and he shouldn't have done it. Cause I was like, we just need more of an attacking spark in the midfield. And he's like, great, let's put John East in there and see what happens. I think John East was fine, but clearly more needs to happen. I think at this point, even though I don't think Zussi himself is the problem. I don't think Fontas himself is the problem. I don't think Shelton by himself is the problem. I think these are all contributing factors to varying degrees at different times. I would not be surprised if the next game we see, Cam Duke at right back, Volader at center back, Voinovich at 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 striker. Just like because at this Kabe point, Rod at center back. Why not? I mean, because at this point, I saw him this weekend. You, you did. I went to SKC two on on uh, oh, Saturday yeah. or whenever, and I got a fun little story. But go ahead. I just I feel like at this point, Peter's fed up enough. Clearly, he doesn't like something he's seeing with the mentality of the team. Send a message. Just start taking people out try something different because it can't get any worse. We can't keep doing the same thing. And I think that's where you'll lose the fans even more. If you keep running out the same 11, a change here, a change there, and then the same result over and over and over again, one goal, loss, one, one, draw, zero goals, loss. That's where it's only going to get worse. Well, no draws yet. So, <laughs> Right. No draw. Yeah, literally no draws through eight games, which is crazy. Um. I don't know. I just feel like we need to see some type of, of change in, in the 11. And, and honestly, back to the, the Vermees out stuff, I think you give him, we gave him an off season after 2019 where we were like, Hey, don't fire him. Give him a year to try to fix this thing. And he, and he went out and he kind of retooled. Um, and he, we fought for uh, near top of the conference in both 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he kind of do it this year. He had said last year he didn't want Zussi and Roger to play as much as they did. I think you, this it's probably pretty clear now that you got to actually find some better replacements for some of these older guys and, and see what happens next year if, if this year really isn't it. But, oh, totally. Well, let, let me tell you why we need a fiery Cave Rod back there because – he was down on the field Saturday night, little injury going on. He gets helped off the field. They sub out 
a St. Louis player from the bench must have said something to him. Oh, no. Must have said something. Because Cave looks right at the bench and goes, fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, he's best he Peter Vermees. Yeah, he did. He said it. He hit the F and the, he hit it so hard, dude. Oh, Enunciated. Oh, it's so good. And I, I look at my friends and my wife. I'm just like, what just happened? Like, I love that attitude. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, it was great. And uh, we, you know, but when you play in a small stadium with a smaller crowd, you, you can hear, hear it real well. everything. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy when you hear how the ball, how hard the ball is kicked. You're like, that sounds powerful. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I don't know. It, it, maybe we'll see Kave. I think we probably see Robert Voliter. Um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe we see Ben Sweat move over to the right side. And, and we see Logan and Dembe. Why, why are you trying to take Zussi um, well, He did he didn't, nothing. He didn't have a great game against LAFC. I just think Oh, my Peter, God. You're in on it. You're in on Peter, it. <laughs> Peter thinks the defense is a problem. So Luminati. I think we're, we're going to see defensive changes. The Zussinati. I don't like it. The, the Zussinati. That's going to be the podcast title, the Zussinati. Um, we have a subpar Columbus team coming into town. They're sitting in ninth place in the East. Eight points through seven games. This is a chance to have a statement win. Statement win. You got to do it. This is a chance for Tim Melia to get back on track because quietly, Melia is not having a good year. It's Ooh. not great. If you I'm look down. at some of the advanced stats, this is very untimelia like. You know, it's been a while since we've done some Jimmy Lytics. Oh but... boy, you, he knows it though. <laughs> like he knows. He's I pissed. know he knows. American Soccer Analysis. Y'all have heard me talk about them before. If you go to americansocceranalysis.com, they have some really intense expected goals charts. They also have how many, they have some goalkeeper charts too. So an expected goals is how many goals that based on the positioning on the field and whatnot, um, it would expect that a team scores. So right now it says that it's expected that at this point in the year through this many games, Sporting KC would have given up 9.7 goals. How many goals have they actually conceded? 14. So that oh, means boy. the goals to expected goals ratio is, uh, or, or, or goals minus expected goals is 4.3. We've let in 4.3 more goals than is expected. You so you can assume that those were errors. Error, and, and that's, I'm not saying that's all on Tim Mealy, but that it's, it's, it's a metric to look at. And that's even including him stopping a penalty kick, which is worth 0.8 XG. So it could be even higher if he didn't stop that penalty kick. Um, you want a negative number when you're looking at goals to expected goals ratio. Tim Melia's is the worst in the league at 4.3, and it's the worst by more than a full goal. The second worst in the league is JT Marcinkowski from San Jose. We all know how well that's going over there at 3.06. We don't even know who that guy is. We don't even know him. No one knows that name. <laughs> like You so, know Tim Melia, dude, so you know that this is uncharacteristic. Yeah, it's not great. He's conceded 14 goals through 29 shots faced. That's almost a goal for every other shot he sees. And that's math. That's whew, shots that's bad on goal. deal. So that's really bad deal, man. So he's like, be like the so the shooters are batting five hundred on him. <laughs> yeah. So that's not great. So that's I'm and I'm I love Tim. I love Tim more than just about anybody. I'm not trying to bag on Tim, but but I'm I'm just trying to say there's blame to go around in just about every line for this team. That's true. Except for Zussi, he's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I want to be the optimist and we got permission to do predictions again. Cause clearly us not doing predictions has not helped anything. Yeah. 
I don't care. I got predictions, man. So give me your prediction. What's going to happen against Columbus? Against Columbus, dude, we're going to get scored on. Like, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're, we're getting scored on. But we're going to win 2-1. Like, we're getting that home victory, man. It's going to be cold as hell out there again because spring just wants to flirt with us. Spring's like, mm, what's this? Oh, mm-hmm. little skin showing off a little bit. And then it's back to being cold again. But we're going we're gonna to win the game. I think we're going to win. I'm going to go one step further. I think we're going to go in 3-1 because I think I this is going to be the worst yeah, because week Because we practice. score goals. Yeah, we score. I think sure. our boy, Voinovich, oh! he's opening his account. Is this us having Voinovich on next week? I hope so. Because he's, he's blacklisted till he scores, and that's his own blacklist. He put it on himself. <laughs> Voinovich, I think, is going to score. My goodness. You think he's going to start? I think he's going to start. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious, this is getting crazy. I'm excited. So, look, the Saturday I went from, game, Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday, yeah. 7 30. Very cool. So, I went from doing no predictions to I'm now predicting specifically who's going to score. <laughs> no predictions to being like 9 1, we're winning in the no. 62nd minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get to a couple of questions here. Um, to talk about this game, okay. A lot of people have been having questions about the roster construction. Um, that's part of the whole fire Vermees thing is, is people saying, I don't like the way that, that the roster is, is set up. I think there are legitimate questions. I think it's, it's legitimate to ask why is, do we have Zussi and then Kate and Pierre and no other right back? I know we traded away Jalen Lindsay, but I think it's reasonable to expect Who's that. getting consistent minutes, you know? Right. I, I do think, again, not to defend Vermees too much, but, like, I don't think he expected he was going to have to part ways with Jose Mari a game into the season. I don't think he expected Gotti Keen to, to take as long as he is. Obviously, Alan Polita. Like, it's going to be hard for any team, let alone a mid-market team, to, to have to navigate losing two of their best players, designated players, highest-paid players. So roster construction stuff that we're getting, I'm not going to go into all the questions that people are saying that, but – Let's just relax a little bit because there should be more depth, but we also also thought that there would be more depth to start the year. So it's just some, some mitigating circumstances there, but let's look at here. Uh, Techno Viking says with the way things are going in league play so far, how many SKC two players do you think we'll see in the open cup or does Vermees look at that as our one chance at a trophy this year? So he goes for it like usual. You guys, we get open cup opponent this Friday. Mm-hmm. That's Probably exciting. Probably going to be Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair, to, it's fair to suggest that it could be Minnesota. But, uh, you know, you feel like he wants to go for it, right? Like, put the best people available out there and let's, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we see a lot of SKC2 people. I think he'll go for the Open Cup because at this point that might be our best chance at winning a trophy. So Yeah, and I think you know, sliding in a Champions League that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, side note real quick, just popped into my head. Alan Polito was in L.A. with the team uh, seeing a specialist. Uh, might be ahead of schedule on his recovery. That'd be nice. I'm That'd not holding wild. out hope, but. Nah, you shouldn't hold out hope for a hero, but it's, uh, <laughs> you could. <laughs> You definitely, it's, it's fun to think about, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. 
um connor bateman i forgot about that great question i'm excited about open cup now that got me getting yeah it's i mean it gives you something to look forward to if mls season is lost at least we have something sure it it could be it could be special or it could be terrible (laughs) right connor bateman says i don't get the fire vermese crowd if you let him go then it's a total rebuild from top to bottom so we'd have another maybe two to three years before we are competing in the playoffs again we've just been spoiled as fans because of all the success we've had since 2011 I can only assume a lot of these fans are uh, were, were never Royals fans or Chiefs <laughs> fans or KU football fans. You know right. what I mean? Like a lot of us have been groomed. All right, we know we know how this feels, and it's not it's not great. No, but you 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 support. You know, I I don't I don't go to these games because I'm like I'm paying my money because they owe me a win. You know what I mean? They owe th- they owe me this. But I'm going to pay my money because I like to watch the sport and uh, see some goals, maybe some players for the other team, whatever. It's mm-hmm. the atmosphere is great. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. It's it, you can't you can't burn it all down. Like, it's just it's sour right now. We're sour. Right. It's, you don't make this is what my therapist tells me. Don't make decisions in the heat of emotion. Like and right now. Yeah, we're all in that heat of emotion when we're sporting. Casey sure. fans. But also when it comes to therapy, you can like walk away from a situation for 10 minutes and be better for it. How many true. minutes is this fucking taken? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. I'm just the point being like, we can't make a reasonable decision right now, nine games into the year or whatever it is while we're in the midst of a losing streak and be like, yeah, this is the best thing for the future of the club. Like you gotta yeah. take it, you know, just, let's take a step back. Let's see what happens. Yeah, totally. Uh, Cutter Whitley says it's time to give up on the Shelton as the nine experiment. Honestly, at this point, he should only be subbed on late in games. If we have a lead, I think we'll probably see some different looks up there. I mean, I think so. I mean, Kyrie, no, he's, he knows that's not his natural position, but damn it. He works. He runs hard. He works hard. Maybe we see Johnny's as a false nine. Maybe we see Johnny's on the, on the wing. We see Daniel up top. Maybe we see Voinovich up top. There's options. Because why not, right? Like, why not tinker with it, you know? Right. Like, what do you have to lose? Another game? Right. Like, it's okay. Uh, he also says Vermees needs to stop playing Espinosa, Zussi, and Fontas as consistently as he does. Relax. Relax. <laughs> Zussi's fine. I mean, the problem – look, first off, with Espinosa, he said – even last year, he didn't want to play Roger as much as he did. He didn't want to play sure. Zussi as much as he did. Right. Ro- Roger's in there right now because Jose Maury just went MIA and then got cut. And then Gotti Kinda is hurt. Espinoza would not be in there if Gotti Kinda and Uri Roselle were healthy. It would be Gotti Kinda, Remy Voltaire, and Uri Roselle. Yeah. That would be You're the starting right. field. So and let's just Zussi chill. has everlasting life. So he's <laughs> over there doing just fine. Zussi, I would say I, I'd be more willing to, to try some rotation there if it wasn't just okay, Kevin Pierre. Stop. In the words of Will Smith, get Zussi's name out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> no, slap. <laughs> uh, and Fontes, maybe we will see some rotation there. I don't know. Uh, this is the last part I take issue with Cutter Whitley when he said maybe just maybe try something other than the 4-3-3. He literally just did. He also tried it earlier this year when Chicago played against Kansas City. We did a. Sure. Uh, three five two or three five one one whatever you I'm want glad to call you're it. here man because i'm telling you the the freaking you know networks they they don't spell that out for us and some of us need that spelled out because i didn't really recognize it when, when you're talking like this mm-hmm. 
And if you look at it, was a three five one one back against uh, Chicago. We had EC Fontas and Courtney Ford as a back line. Zussi and Sweat were playing at the wing back, and then we had uh, Felipe, Remy Voltaire, and Roger. Yeah, that was wild with Cam Duke and, and Voinovich. And this was Voinovich's like first game. So that granted, was a little more apparent. Yeah, but we lost that game three one. So it's not that Vermees <laughs> is unwilling to try new formations. He is. It's just they're dealing with a lot right now. So let's just yeah, chill out a little bit. For sure. For sure. Um, and let's see here. Let's do, uh, one more. Um, James Curran says, realistically, is the roster we have right now a playoff team? And what's the probability that Vermees lets Polito into the starting lineup if he has no setbacks and is able to come back? So, I mean, I think it's small probability, especially because they ruled him out for the year. I, but, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't expect Polito back. But as far as being a playoff team, not right now. Not this right roster now. with the injuries it currently has is not a playoff team. Things can change. Mm-hmm. These guys can start really clicking and their fitness is great and they're playing better together. But like, come on, that third goal at LAFC, dude, no one stepped up to him. They and just that guy just, he dribbled in and dribbled in. And I'm like, step to him, step to him. And he dribbles in. He's right at the top of the box. No one's closing down. Yep. So why not take a shot? Why the hell not? Yeah. They, they just kind of gave That's up. Wild. Was, they gave up the worldy to, to Jury Shradi, and they just kind of like, yeah, whatever. We're done. Yeah. So you have anything else about SKC you want to say before we uh, maybe give a shout out to the, the good soccer team in the city? Nah, I do not. I do not. <laughs> uh, on the flip side of things, there is another professional soccer team in Kansas City, and it is the Kansas City Current, and things are going a lot better for That's the Kansas right. City Current than they are. It's been fun. For sporting Kansas City, you got their to, first home game. You've been going to huh? some, uh, or, or you're going to go to some games, right? I've I've been to every game so far. They they got their first home win, which was nice. Yeah, but uh, you know, potentially knocking Houston out of this uh, little mini cup tournament they got going on. It's kind of like a preseason tournament, but mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, it feels it feels fun. It feels like real season. Like the the lineups are what you're going to see as starters. Um, and you can really start to break down a lot of these players play and see who's aggressive and see who kind of loses the ball every time, you know, and you got your favorite players out there and it's, yeah, they're fun, man. And they, we had an email from who? Carrie Robinson, Carrie Robinson. And she pointed something out in addition to breaking down the entire game. It was a hell of a breakdown. Carrie, I can't repeat all of it. Thank you so much, (laughs) but we don't have the time to put it all on here. And that's amazing. I did read it though, by the way, but she said, and she's fact factual. And that they their wins this year have already totaled their entire wins mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And it's like, that's exciting for this team. Like we're we're making moves, dude. And and our some of our better players are on the injury report. Right. So it's like just gonna get better, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the NWSL Challenge Cup, which started during the pandemic, and they've kind of kept it as a preseason tournament. Uh, they, they've beaten Houston twice this year, 3-0 and 2-1. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Chicago Red Stars 2-1. Uh, they've played racing Louisville uh, twice. They drew them and lost once. They play their next game against the Chicago Red Stars on Sunday. Uh, that will be the final game of the group stage in the NWSL Challenge yep. Cup. They just uh, need a win or a loss to progress to the semifinals of this tournament. A win or sorry, a, loss. a win or a draw. <laughs> I'm a, what? Yes, they they can do whatever, and they will progress. No, a win or a draw, and they will progress. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. If you have not watched the Kansas City Current, 
and you want to watch a fun team, an exciting team, a team that's building something, uh, go check out the Kansas City Current. Go check out a game at Children's Mercy Park. Um, as, as Carrie said, and as Dan pointed out, uh, we have three wins right now in the preseason tournament, which is the same that we had in all of 2021. This is a fun team. This is a good team. Uh, Sam Mewis not playing, uh, but there's still some really good players. Uh, Lola Bonta, Adriana Franch. I mean, this is this is a fun team to play. Chris Hamilton putting away anything she can get her head on. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. fun, man. Yeah. They scored a Got goal Edwards in the fourth the minute. Yeah. So, and then uh, got the winner in the 80th minute, uh, loose ball. And, uh, hey, turns into a 2-1 victory over Houston. Kansas City Current doing well. So, shout out to the ladies, the good soccer team in Kansas City right now. So, Absolutely. Get out there on uh, Sunday. That's their Chicago Fire game and mm-hmm. bound, to be, bound to be fun. Very cool. So, thanks again to Carrie for, for sending that email. You know, we're sorry that we didn't get to read the whole thing on air. We both read it and very, very good breakdown. And you know, we'll yeah. try to make sure that we mention uh, the current as we go. For, you're wearing your current sweatshirt right now, actually. This is my so. current, current sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's about all we have for this week, right? Yeah. Uh, unless you're trying to go to that that music and arts festival this June <laughs> <laughs> might be the most fun you have at children's mercy park. That's not a current game. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm all about them bringing events and stuff, but uh, unless it's putt putt, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank y'all so much for listening. Here's to hopefully a victory pod next week. Three one apparently damn Voinovich counting on you. Oh, oh, we'll see you next week, baby. <laughs> So uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod, or shoot us an email like Carrie did, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. But until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Il Zuzanate! <laughs>